Hello my wonderful listeners. Welcome to this episode of Forgotten Books. I am the greedy reader and this is my podcast where I talk to you about books that were popular once upon a time but somehow over the years they seem to have vanished from public memory. So this is an attempt on my part to reintroduce these gems to you. So let's move on to today's forgotten book. The book I have for you today is the first of a trilogy, though the author had no intention of writing three books. He wanted to write the story of a young woman who was determined to live life her way in the 1800s. However, the scale of the story grew and expanded into three books and from there it went on to seven books. And this work was actually inspired by the Rhodesian Bush War of 1970. The book that I am talking about is called A Falcon Flies, written by Wilbur Smith and published in 1980. So let me tell you a bit about the author before moving in to the story. Wilbur Smith is one of the most prolific writers I have come across and most of his novels are set in Africa. His descriptions are so vivid that he brings the setting alive for the reader. And he also does a lot of research for each of his novels and that is reflected in his writing. His first novel was When the Lion Feeds. And then he went on to write 49 books which included multiple bestsellers. He has basically written three series, okay? One is the Courtney series, which is his most popular, and this contains around 21 books. Then there's the Ballantine series, and uh, the book that I have for you today is the first of the series. So he started it as one book, it went on to become a trilogy, and then later, much later, he wrote more about some of the characters in this book. And so the series is now uh, comprising seven books. After that he moved away from his beloved Africa and wrote a series set in ancient Egypt and that's called the guess what yeah ancient Egypt series and that has eight books and towards the end he even wrote uh, some of these books in collaboration with other authors so that was Wilbur Smith for you now let me move on to the story of the falcon flies so the story starts in 1860 in England so our main protagonist robin ballantine uh, and her brother zuga ballantine are on a ship to africa the captain of the ship the ship's name is huron so the captain of the ship is mango saint john so these are the three main characters right here and their reasons for going to africa are all different Robin is 23 years old. She is a doctor and she is on a mission to find her father, the famous explorer Fuller Ballantine, who had initially gone to Africa as a missionary. And Robin and Zuga were actually born in Africa. And Zuga is the name of a river in Africa which Fuller Ballantine decided to name his son. So Robin and Zuga born in Africa but they were sent back to England along with their mother when Philip Ballantine decided to explore the interiors of Africa he was 
he was a missionary but he was a very ambitious person and he wanted to know more about africa he wanted to be the first person to uh, venture into the interiors of africa and bring back knowledge about the people there so that is full of valentine for you so when he went decided to go into the interiors he left um, his wife and his children uh, he sent them to england where they stayed with uh, his wife's brother william um and robin being a girl had to fight enormous challenges to uh, reach where she wants to um like robin is not run of the mill she wants to study she wants knowledge she wants to become a doctor and initially uncle william was against all this because in those days girls were not supposed to do all these things girls were supposed to stay home and cook and breed babies and look after the babies so that is all that girls were supposed to do and here is a young person who says she wants to become a doctor so uncle william had absolutely no plans to send her to uh, study and moreover in those days uh, women were not allowed into medical colleges she faced an enormous number of challenges okay and this is what she says about that quote her whole life in the intervening years seemed to have been a long preparation for this moment so many obstacles overcome obstacles made mountainous by the fact that she was a woman it had been so much struggle against temptation to give in to despair a struggle that others had read as willfulness and wanting pride as stubbornness and immodesty unquote so robin had to go through quite a lot to become a doctor and that is a separate kind of small incident that is there in the book which will interest you so uncle william though initially reluctant to support her education comes around when he sees her determination and how intelligent she is and robin overcomes all the obstacles and she becomes a doctor and then we have zuga and again uncle william he steps up and he uh, helps zuga get a commission in the army of the east india company and zuga gets posted to india so now robin is a doctor but she is very unhappy because she realizes that although she has achieved her aim of becoming a doctor society still sees her as a woman and she has so many challenges that she has to face daily and she is unhappy and depressed and it's you know in this circumstance that she meets up with zuga and she confesses to him how unhappy she is and how desperately she wants to go to africa and search for her missing father yeah so fuller valentine in the meantime has gone missing <laughs> and nobody is bothered because he has created a um, you know he had written certain books and after that he Uh, did certain uh, things that made him very unpopular with the people who had sent him to africa so they so they just washed their hands of him and nobody's bothered that he's missing but robin is concerned about it and she wants to go to africa and search for her missing father zuga on the other hand has no illusions about his father he hates fuller valentine for taking their mother with him on one of his exploratory journeys and that too in malaria season which actually is a death sentence and that poor lady she succumbed to that disease so zuga is full of hatred for that father but zuga is also very shrewd 
and he realizes that robin's desire will also provide a solution to his problems for he is highly in debt now it was the strange custom during those times to buy a commission in the army so that is the only way you could get into the army you had to buy a commission and only the very rich could buy commissions to top posts and plum postings people like zuga had to make do with the postings that they were given and moreover an officer had to spend a lot of money to keep up his lifestyle he had to have his a huge retinue of people to take care of him and he had to pay all of them from his pocket and he had to maintain a particular kind of lifestyle in order to be taken seriously by the others so as a result of all this zuga is heavily in debt because he has nothing else to fall back on he has nobody else to support him and as a result of the conversation zuga and robin decide to journey to africa on what they call the balantine expedition so there they are our protagonists robin and zuga are on the ship um you know which is captained by mango saint john Robin wants to find her father she wants to provide medical care to the people there and she also wants to bring the message of christianity to the natives she feels that they need to be saved the common the popular opinion during those times that uh, the natives had no idea the natives have no idea to le- how to lead a life of how to lead a meaningful life so yeah so that is what she wanted to do zuga is of course in search of riches and wealth he also wants to write a book about his travels and get an income through that the ship captain mango saint john is a notorious slaver he trades in slaves and he has managed to convince himself that he's providing a better livelihood for the african people by taking them from this backward place to a more civilized place like america Robin and Zuga at the beginning of the journey are unaware uh you know that they are going in a ship which is going to be used for this nefarious purpose and Robin is immensely attracted to the debonair Mango Saint John and she is also appalled by his utter ruthlessness and this conflict is something that Robin battles with till the end and on that voyage Robin becomes aware of certain factors that makes her realize that the ship is going to be used to pick up slaves so as a result of uh, this knowledge robin decides to disembark at cape town which was not their original plan okay and zuga is extremely annoyed with robin for messing up his carefully laid plans but slavery is one thing that robin is uncompromising on and she sticks to her decision so the huron set sail from cape town without robin and zuga they wait around for some time and they then secure passage to their final destination on a british ship huron was an american ship and so they secure passage on a british ship that is also a ship that hunts down slavers and the captain is the fanatical clinton codrington codrington and st john actually have already had many altercations from which codrington has always come away frustrated because he could never find proof that um mango saint john was a slaver you know i have learned more about the world about history uh, through novels rather than textbooks and what i read in novels stayed in my mind 
uh, unlike the content of textbooks. I had heard about slavery and the plight of slaves and read a lot about it, uh, about what happens to slaves in the plantations in America. But the terribly heartbreaking way in which they were transported from Africa to the other countries was something that I got to know through this book when I first read it long, long ago. So I'll read you a passage about this, okay? And it is very distressing, so uh, please skip this if you do not want to hear it. Uh, this is a, you know, there's a part of the story where Robin is searching uh, Captain St. John's ship to see whether she can find any proof that this ship is going to be used to transport slaves. And uh, she goes to this place, which is uh, below the uh, upper deck, and um, then she finds that there is an enclosed space, and she thinks, she imagines about what other people have told her about how this space is going to be used to uh, store slaves. Yeah, they were stored like goods, and how that space is going to be used. And she stands there and she tries to imagine it. So that's what I'm going to tell you about. Quote, she tried to imagine what this hold might look like with those decks in place. Tiers of low galleries just high enough for a man to crawl into doubled over. She counted the shells and there were five of them. Each with its layer of naked black humanity laid out sardine fashion each one in physical contact with his neighbour on either side, lying there in his own filth and that of the slaves above him, which leaked through the seams of the deck. She tried to imagine the heat of the middle passage when the ship lay becalmed in the baking doldrums. She tried to imagine two thousand of them vomiting and purging with seasickness as the ship reared and plunged in the wild seas where the Mozambique current scoured the Aguas bank. She tried to imagine an epidemic of cholera or smallpox taking hold of that mass of misery. But her imagination could not rise to the task and she pushed the hideous images aside. Unquote. So that was how people were transported like goods in the most cruel manner possible and it is so so heartbreaking to read about it so yeah anyway so robin and zuga they set sail from cape town with captain codrington and they have a crude map that zuga had secured from a colleague of his father's who also was an explorer in his own right and this journey is hazardous and thrilling they penetrate the interiors of Africa, traveling along the Zambezi River. And uh, there are a lot of adventures, there are a lot of instances where they come into contact with the people who are staying there and how they deal with them and their interactions with them. So this novel is actually a swashbuckling ride, okay? But unlike his Courtney series, in this book, Smith has taken a strong stance against colonialism, slavery and what he sees as the exploitation of Africans in the name of Christianity. And Zuga is more involved with getting the riches of the land. 
while Robin pours in all her energy to fighting slavery, healing people, looking for her father. Both the people face immense hardships on their own pursuits and in between they part ways because they realize they can no longer carry on together because what they want, the kind of people they are, so different. Robin crosses paths with Mango St. John once more. That is a very crucial part of the story. So, do Robin and Zuga find their father? And what condition will he be if, he finds, if they find him? Zuga has the most fantastical experiences. He is searching for a lost city and, and Robin has several brutal encounters with the slavers. So what happens in the end of the novel and how do the characters fare at the hands of the author? I am leaving you with these questions so that the suspense is maintained if you guys decide to read this book. I loved it the first time I read it long, long ago. The interest quotient was really high when I read it again recently. However, I did get annoyed with the extreme self-righteousness of Robin Ballantyne. I felt that she was slightly too harsh on certain people and she it was like very black and white her view of the world, which somehow did not sit well with me this time. And there were also certain descriptions that I felt were too gruesome. But that's Wilbur Smith for you. His novels will not leave you unmarked. And to me personally, no one has brought Africa alive like he did. And Robin and Zuga Ballantyne are really not perfect protagonists, okay? There are times when we are rooting for them. We love them. We want them to get what they want. And also, there are times when we feel like throwing them in the Zambezi River. But no matter what you feel about them, you'll find the story interesting. So, that was uh, Falcon Flies by Wilbur Smith, the forgotten book of today. I hope you found at least something interesting about this book. I do not consider myself a fan of Wilbur Smith. I'm not like, not hardcore, hardcore, but I love what he writes, mainly because of the descriptions that he has of Africa. So that is uh, Falcon Flies for you. Do go check it out. Do at least read up about it if you, if you find it interesting. It's a nice read. I mean, I liked reading about Robin Ballantyne and the challenges she faced as a traveler, as a woman traveler, as a doctor in the 1800s. She's one character whom I liked initially, but I like I told you the second time I read it, I was like, hello, come on. You can afford to loosen up a bit and give some leeway to some people whom you meet. Because not everyone is able to lead life in black and white. No. There's a lot of grey. There's a lot of grey in all our lives, right? It's a beautiful, beautiful night out here. Like I said, I, I record everything at night. And it's so beautiful because I really feel that I'm talking to you guys directly. I can picture some of you in cars. I can picture some of you at home doing your chores. I can picture some of you just lounging in your balconies or your verandas listening to my podcast. I really love the fact that a lot of you listen to my podcast and get back to me on about it. It makes me feel happy that I am talking to you and there's somebody out there who's listening to me. Please, please read. This is what I keep telling everybody I meet, but please read. You know, I do try not to be too boring about my evangelical zeal for reading, but, uh, you know, the way it affects people. 
I have so many people who come and tell me how much they love reading and how reading has helped them in their life. And that is why I keep pushing books at everybody I meet. No, I'm not really that bad, but still. But still, I love, I love telling people to read. So, my beautiful listeners, I hope you had a nice time. I hope you had a nice journey with me to Africa today. Uh, I'll be back next week. And uh, I have no clue which book I'm going to talk about. Because each time I decide that I'm going to be super organized and I'm going to decide on the books that I'm going to talk to you about for the next one month. And I actually did that one month. Okay, one month. But after that, it's been a scramble. So anyway, enough of rambling for tonight. You guys have a great weekend. Okay, enjoy, read. And thank you so much for sitting with me and listening to all that I say. I hope that I have um, shared a little bit of enthusiasm for reading to at least some of you. And when you read, the next time you pick up a book, think of forgotten books. <laughs> it's okay even if you don't, but think of forgotten books and come back, come back to listen to me next time, next week. Till then, I am the Greedy Reader, wishing you all an amazing time. And if you have anything to tell me, if you want to send me a message, do DM me on Instagram where I am the Greedy Reader or you can message me on my website www.thegreedyreader.com or I do have a YouTube channel where you can message me and that too is called The Greedy Reader. So my lovely beautiful listeners, that's it for today. Till we meet next time. Good night. Bye-bye. Have a great time.